Ah, Lord, how, what a great God you are. I was torn between two messages. And, and um, you know, uh, when, when I started, I had three sermons. And I preached the third one. I said, well, what am I going to do? <laughs> I had no more. And I'm amazed that now, no matter how much I preach, there's just, just, it just, it, it just, the, the fire just keeps burning. It just seems like the more I preach, the more the desire to burning is there. But I'm still amazed. I was stand, sitting there earlier and I said, Lord, I'm, I'm torn between these two thoughts and, and, uh, and both of them's good. And I thought about, well, I'll just preach both of them and keep them here at 12 o'clock. And, and that went, but then that didn't work. You know how that goes. But I just die on you. And, uh, but uh, he sang that song. And he had no idea how, how wonderful God does things. If you have your Bible, turn to Hebrews chapter number 11. That is page 1302 in your Schofield King James Bible. 1302. And, uh, and then it, it might be a little bit difficult, but I want you to immediately turn to page 260 and stick your finger there. Amen? In page 260, and uh, just 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 put your finger right there at 260. Now, we're going to end up in page 260, so don't lose your place. Amen? Hebrews chapter number 11, page 260, Joshua chapter 2. Got one of them hypocrite Bibles as sure as the world. Amen. Yes. Joshua chapter 2. Hebrews chapter number 11. All right, if you found your place, say amen. amen. By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not, which had received the spies with peace. And what more shall I say? Now I want you to listen what the Bible says. For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel and of the prophets, now, if your Bible reads like my Bible reads, I'm puzzled. You gave... Do, do you understand the premium God puts on the space in the Word of God? The Bible says the world could not contain all that He's written and done I'm puzzled by faith verse 31 the who God you got me stumped here you giving Rahab the harlot an entire verse but in verse 32 I'm just going to mention Gideon in passing. I'm going to mention Barak in passing. I'm just going to mention Samson in passing. Man, you're going to miss David in passing. 
and Samuel and Pison and the prophets. But here in the great faith chapter, you're given an entire verse to, to what again? A harlot, Rahab. Now turn, if you would, to Joshua chapter 2. And we'll read one verse there, and I'll get right on into the message. And Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into a harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. With the help of God tonight, I want to preach on how does God see you? I didn't ask you how you saw yourself. We went to a man up conference, and it was uh, it was extremely good conference. And uh, yesterday, one of the things that he done is we was all given a card, a little old card. And we was all had to stand up and ask twenty questions, and whoever standing, you was a real man. And so they started asking real the questions, and one of the questions was. If you have taken a selfie of you in the last week, and you know what a selfie is, don't you? Some of you have no idea. That is a picture of yourself on your cell phone. You take a picture of yourself. And I was surprised at the men that went up. That was, that was even sadder. Some of the questions was, did you wire, fa- do you, do you wire fanny pack to the mall? <laughs> Amen. Yeah, it, was, it was pretty good. It, it was pretty good. So anyway... And um, now I must tell you, this is, what, this is what got me. If you've eaten a salad and, and it's a meal in the last week, well, that got me. I don't see nothing wrong with that, praise God. I like that. Well, anyway, but how does God see you? Now, I didn't ask you how your mom and daddy saw you. I didn't ask you how your best friend saw you. I'm asking you, how does God see you? I'm amazed as we get into the Word of God how God looks at some things. And you may be a little bit surprised tonight. A soldier was coming. Have I prayed? Did I pray? Praise God. I'm glad somebody's paying attention. Amen. Brother, watch. Pray. Amen. Pray. Oh, yes. Amen. Soldier was coming home from Vietnam and he called his parents from San Francisco and said, Mom and Dad, I'm coming home. I got a favor to ask. I have a friend I'd like to bring home with me. Sure, they said. We'd love to meet him. And uh, they said, Well, there's something you need to know before I bring him home. He, he's been hurt pretty bad. He stepped on a landmine. He's lost an arm and lost a, ne- a leg. He has nowhere else to go, and I, I want him to come live with us. And um, silence for a little while, and finally the dad said, Well, listen, son, I, I'm sorry to hear that, but maybe we can help him find somewhere to live. And uh, No, Mom and Dad, I, I, I want him to live with us. And um, the father said, Son, you, you just don't know what you're asking. 
uh, I mean, someone with such a handicap would be a terrible burden on us. And we've got our own lives, and, and we just can't let something like that interfere with us. And, and uh, I, I think you should just come home and forget about this guy. He'll, he'll find a way on his own. At that point, the, the son just hung up the phone, and of course, the parents didn't hear nothing for many days. A few days later, they got a phone call from the police department at San Francisco and with, with, with tragic news and said, Sir, we, we hate to inform you, but your son has uh, fallen from a building and has died. And the grief-stricken parents flew to San Francisco and take it in more to identify the body. They recognized him. But then to the horror, they recognized saw something else they weren't expecting. They saw that he had only one arm and only one leg. Immediately, the parents just began to weep violently and said, Had we only known, we would have saw him differently. Hebrews 11 is a great faith chapter. And uh, when you walk through it, you find some very impressive people that God mentions. He tells us about Abel, the first martyr, if you will. Tells us about Enoch, that shares with a, with a stage with uh, Elijah, never seen death. My, what a, what a man. Of course, Noah and Abraham and Jacob and Moses. All, all, my goodness, and some impressive, impressive people. But when you get to verse 32, you find a list, and the Bible says, for the time would fail me to tell. And it gives a list of, again, some pretty impressive people. Oh, Gideon, the least of the Midianites, and went to war, and of course, Samson, the strong man, and even though he blowed in a lot of ways, at the end, the end, end, he was responsible for a lot of the enemy's death, and Jephthah, David also, and Samuel and the prophets. And then the Bible says, but, but he said, we're just going to mention them in passing. But verse 31, by faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. I was intrigued with the fact that he, he takes an entire verse. And because of that, I believe it demands that we perhaps look and wonder, how, how does God see her? Now, uh, we, we see these other people and the great life they have, and, and, uh, uh, and yet, how does God look at her? I, I think it's interesting uh, when you get in the, the book of James. Uh, I don't know if you've read it, but... But, but the book of James is a pretty tough book. James cuts through all the junk and he says, you know, uh, don't, don't come telling me how much faith you have. He said, I want to see some works that proves your faith. But notice in James 2.25, he makes this statement. Likewise also would not Rahab the harlot justified by works, which he received the messengers and had sent them out another way. Now, how in the world did God see Rahab the harlot? May I say, first of all, others saw a woman of prostitution. 
But God saw a woman of perception. Joshua chapter 2 and verse 1 through 3, the Bible says, And Joshua the son of Nun said, I'll shed him two men to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into a harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. And he was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men hither tonight of the children of Israel to search out the land. And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thine house, for they come to search out all the country. Stop here for just a minute. Two spies have come from the land of Israel into Rahab's house, and somebody has run and told the king. Now, the only thing I can figure out, somebody was already at Rahab the harlot's house. Probably a client, probably somebody, but somebody had already run and told the king. Could you imagine? No doubt the king thought, well, met boys, we got this and all sewed up. Rahab's a harlot. She's a prostitute. She's not going to care about anybody. Why, there's no man she's going to give her life for. But I love this. In her line of work, she's not going to care. But I want you to know, God, others saw a woman of prostitution, but God saw a woman of perception. I love that. The Bible says, and the, in verse 4, And the woman took the two men and hid them and said, Thus there came men unto me, but I wist not whence they were. See, this woman knew these men were different. I mean, no doubt everybody looked at her, some kind of a dirty, wicked woman who sold herself for the highest dollar. But aren't you glad tonight God enters in and He sees something totally different? Aren't you glad of that? Amen. He said, he said I, I can use her. He said, I can use her. As a matter of fact, now had she been in the average Baptist church, they would have turned up their sanctified nose and said, what's that white trash doing in here? Now don't, don't you get your sanctified nose stuck up in me, amen. What's that good for nothing blank doing in here? Hallelujah, there's a God in heaven. And that God in heaven, when others saw a prostitute, God saw a woman of perception. I love that. Not only that, but others saw a woman of prostitution. God saw a woman of preparation. I want you to notice verse number 5. And it came to pass about the time of shutting of the gate, when it was dark, that the men went out. Whether the men went, I walk not. Pursue after them quickly, for ye shall overtake them. Now I want you to listen carefully. Boy, it pays to study your Bible. But she had brought them up to the roof of the house and hid them with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order upon the roof. Now let me ask you a question. What's the business of Rahab? Are you just asleep? How many's awake? What's the business of Rahab? She's a harlot. She's a prostitute. What's the business of flax? 
the business of flax was a... Um, my mind just went blank. A farmer. He came back, hallelujah. Flax. Flax was a stalk that was harvested. And it was dried on a roof and beaten into threads and used in the manufacturing of linen clothing. Someone is saying, what's she doing this for? Rahab's a what? She might whatever she wants. But something's happened. She's gone into farming. Something's happened. She's changing occupation. Something's happened. And by the way, can I remind you something? She hid two grown men. That's a lot of flax. That wasn't just a little bit of skiffing on top. That's a, that's a heck of a lot. She hid two grown men in it. I mean, it was stacked. And it was drying. Here's a woman of preparation. Here's a woman of preparation. Number three. Others saw a woman of prostitution, but God saw a woman of preference. Now I want you to listen to what the Bible says, verse 8. And before they laid down, she came up unto them upon the roof. Now here she's talking. Now, uh, what's her occupation? But listen to what she says. She said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land. What's your occupation? Huh? I know that the Lord has given you the land and that your terror is fallen upon us and all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we've heard how the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea for you. And when you came out of the Egypt, and what you did unto the two kings of the Amorites, and were on the other side, Jordan, Shahan and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we'd heard these things, our hearts didn't melt, neither did there remain any more uh, courage in any man, because of the Lord your God. Now notice... He is God in heaven above and earth beneath. Let me just stop here and say this. She knew about the gods of Jericho. She knew Astaroth. She knew Moloch. She understood. She knew all about their gods. But what she's saying here is I've done research every bit of it and I've come to a conclusion. I'm going to give a preference. I got a preference. I prefer the Lord your God. He has terrified everybody. No, no men. Men say boo and men run. And we know the Lord your God has already given you the victory. Can I help some of you here? Why don't you get along with God and start claiming God to give you... How many of you know that God ain't died? He ain't died. 
There's not a stone moved on the wall yet. They hadn't marched a step. They hadn't blown a horn. And they'd already defeated the city. And a woman here, she's a woman of preference. She knew all about them, but she came to the conclusion that the Jehovah God of Israel was in fact the one and true God. I know what everybody else says. She's a what? She's a harlot, but she's a prostitution. But God said, no, no, no. She's a woman of preference. She believes me. And here tonight, your world could change. If you could believe that God the same way. You say, preacher, you don't understand my situation. What's your occupation again? I mean, you don't get much worse than that. And God said, your situation can change. But she was a woman of of, a preference. But notice what else. Others saw a woman of prostitution. But God saw a woman of priority. Notice verse 12. Now therefore I pray you swear unto me by the Lord, since I've showed you kindness, that you'll show also kindness unto my father's house, and give me a true token, that you will save alive my father and my mother and my brethren and my sisters and all that they have, and deliver us our lives from death. Can I just summarize what she said? Let me tell you first of all what she didn't say. She didn't say, okay, now that I've showed you kindness, I've hid you, I have protected you, so since I've showed you kindness, what I need you to do, I need you to cut out this side of the wall, this little chunk right here, because this happens to be my house. I live inside the wall, so I need you to cut this chunk out because I don't want to lose my house. By the way, I just bought some new oxen and a new chariot. It's all sitting under the carport. If you don't mind, I want you to keep that. He said, by by the way, she said, now listen, I got a pretty profitable business here. I'm a prostitute. I make some pretty good money, and I want you to know, I want you to protect that. That is not what she said. Here's what she said. She said, now, I've been good to you. I did something for you. I protected you. Now I want you to show kindness to me. And they said, okay, what do you want? What do you want? No doubt they was pulling out their little sacks and said, okay, what's it going right, honey? What's it going right? She said, just, just put your money back up. I'm, I'm not want that. said, here's what I want you to do. She said, when you take the city, not if you're going to take the city, when you take the city, when you come back, not if you come back, but when you come back, said, I want you to save my daddy. I want you to save my mama. I want you to save Brother Joe and Sister Sue. I want you to save Aunt Lucy and and Brother Goosey. I want you to save everybody in my family. And I want you to promise me, I want you to promise me that you'll save my family. When, when, When are we going to quit? been hung up on ourselves so much that mom and daddy we start shedding some tears again for our lost children our lost babies 
we're flipping out over the fact where we, we, we lost this or we don't have that or we don't have this toy, we don't have that toy and our babies are dying and going to hell and they're not saved. Aren't you glad God's still in the saving business? Isn't it a thrill? For a young man to slip his hand up this morning, I said, okay, come on. Got some, and he slips his way out of a pew and becomes and gets saved by the greatest, by the, by the grace of God. His life will never be the same. But some of you have got some families. Some of you have got some families. See, we, we know you're going to come in the city and kill everybody. We know that. I want to promise. And I want to guarantee. I want you to leave me a token. Why could she be so bold? Why, why did she get this boldness? What's your occupation again? Well, I'm sure that give her some of it. But why is she so bold? Can I, can I just show you something? How do you think they're going to get out of the city? They're going to get out of the city, out of her window, and down the wall at her house. I mean, she, she's got some bargaining power here. And you may not believe this, but you have bargaining power. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. And oh my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed or disappointed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. But let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me into thy truth and teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. I got some leverage. I got some leverage. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask. God give to all men liberally, not bread, not. And to him it shall be given. God, you can't lie. I need wisdom. We don't even have to discuss the lacking part. I got some leverage. See, here over, out of, over her wall was the only way out. Can I ask you a question? Who's holding the rope while they leave? The king? Now nah, he's killing them. Who do you think's holding the rope? Rab is holding the rope. Who are you holding the rope for this morning? Tonight? Then lost today? Who, who are you holding the rope for? And you're the only connection to their salvation. You're the only connection to their safety. Well, I'm glad somebody brought that boy to church this morning. They're holding the rope. And they brought him to church. Who are you holding the rope for? She's holding the rope that's going to let them out to safety. And don't miss this. Every one of us holds the rope for somebody. So we find here. So who, who's going to hold? And if you're the one holding the rope, you can get anything you want if you're holding the rope. And what would you do? What would you do to save your family? She said, I, I want my family spared. 
She says, I want that crazy Uncle Joe I got. I mean, it drives me nuts, but I want him saved. I want Aunt Lucy. She drives me crazy. I want I want him saved. What would you do? See, no one saw her like that. How did everybody else see her? She was what? By half they fell asleep on me. She was what? That's how they saw her. All through the Bible. She's looked at that away. But God looks down and said, No, she's a woman of priority. But not only that, everybody else saw a woman of prostitution, but God saw a woman of persistence. Notice in verse 14, And men answered her, Our life for yours if you utter not our business. And it shall be when the Lord hath given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. These men said, Okay, Rahab, we'll agree to your term, but you understand something. If you go flapping them jaws and tell our business, we're done. And there's going to be some circumstances you're going to have to, but, but don't you, don't under our business. See, all of a sudden, don't miss this. It's easy to serve God with those men around, but now she's by herself. It's easy to serve God when all the bills are paid, but it's a little bit harder when you see, you can't see how you're going to pay them. David, her arm, it's a little easier to serve God when you can drive and you can make that job. I told him, I called and tell him, and he is, he's hurt it really bad. I told him, I said, Some man struck your arm on, beat you out to death, and stuck it back on. Just tell us the truth. <laughs> Amen. And, but, but, but it's going to be a little harder now when you have to believe God. Connie lost her job and, and, and probably the greatest statement that the, the kid will ever, ever say. She said, me and Jason have never had to trust God. I guess we're going to have to trust God now. Now, I don't, I don't like neither one of them being hurt, but i tell you this much. God sees them trusting and God sees you trusting. See, here it's easy to serve God, but it's a little harder when, you, when you've let them down the rope and you're there by yourself. Number, number six, others saw a woman of prostitution, but God saw a woman of planning. Notice verse 15. And she let them down by a cord through the window for her house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. She said, Get ye to the mountain, and let the pursuers meet you, and hide yourselves there three days till the pursuers be returned, and afterwards you may go your way. Rahab let the men down a window in the wall. Now many believe it's on the west wall, because there's mountains on the west side, and they got these lines stone cliffs and that are 15 feet high and honeycombs and caves in there where a person could hide. Here's what I want you to see. When those men left, she saw where they were going. She, she's, she's made a plan for them. Whenever they get ready to leave, she's making a plan. She's making a plan. As a matter of fact, she said, now here's exactly how you need to do this. Here's a woman that is planned. But here's what really challenged my heart to know in. Others saw a woman of prostitution, but God saw a woman of persuasion. Now I want you to listen to her. What's her job? Listen. 
And the man said unto her, We will be blameless of this oath which thou hast made us swear. Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt find the line of scarlet thread in the window which thou lest down by, and there thou shalt bring this thy father and thy mother and thy brethren and all thy father's household home unto thee. And it shall be that whosoever should go out of the doors of thy house into the street, his blood shall be upon his head, and we will be guiltless. And whosoever shall be with thee in the house, his blood shall be on our on our head, and any hand be upon him. If thou utter this our business, we will be quiet of thy oath, and thou shalt hast made us to swear. In other words, here's what she, he said. He said, listen. He said, Rahab, here's what we're going to do. He said, um, Every person in your family that's in your house will be saved. If they don't stay in that house and they go to the street, they're on their own. We're not guilty. We're not responsible. And here's what I want you to see. This woman's what? Let me show you what this harlot did. She persuaded mama, daddy, brothers, Sisters, uncles, families, aunts, distant cousins. She persuaded her entire family to get in that house. Abraham didn't persuade Lot. David didn't persuade his children. I got family. I hadn't been able to persuade have you got family that you've not been able to persuade? There's those who lived right, done the best they knew how, but you've not been able to persuade your family. She did. She did. She got the entire family. You said, but God's going to destroy the entire city. Lot tried that. God's going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And the Bible says his son-in-laws was ones that mocked or made fun of him. Hey, get away from me, old man. Who are you kidding? Quit joking with me. And they were all destroyed. He could not persuade even ten. But she did. She persuaded everyone. And in Joshua chapter 6, 23, And the young men that were spies went in and brought out Rahab, and her father, and her mother, and her brethren, and all that she had, and they brought out all, all her kindred, and left them without the camp of Israel. She got her entire family to come home and be spared. Others saw a woman of prostitution, but God saw a woman of persuasion. Whoa. Then last of all, others saw a woman of prostitution, but God saw a woman of position. Matthew 1, 5, And Solomon begat Boabs, Boaz of, of Rahab. It's a New Testament spelling, but it's the same word. And Boaz begat Obed of Ruth, and Obed begat Jesse. Now, don't you listen to me. I can't prove this. But since you can't disprove it, we're, we're at a standstill. I believe she married one of the slaves. I mean, one of the spies. But whatever it was, she got in that bloodline. And in doing so, she became the great, great, great grandmother of Jesus. Jesus.
God saw a woman that said, I think I want her in my family. Others saw a woman of prostitution, but God saw a woman of position. See, while everybody else is seeing something else, God may be seeing something totally different. Years ago, there's a little boy that he was so bashful and nervous that in the middle of the service, the pastor would have to stop. I'm talking about 10, 11, 12. I'm talking about uh, Elijah and Caleb's age. and I, my, These Caleb's age. And I, I'm talking about boys pretty good size. The, the pastor would have to stop and say, Listen, ma'am, you, you, he would start crying and so, so violently. She said, Listen, you're going to have to take him out and calm him down. You, you're going to have to take him out. He was that bashful. Later on, later on in a service, a star football player got, got saved and, and he was announced and everybody shouted. And during the service, and during the service, God was dealing with him. And a little girl wrote him a note and said, Listen, you know God's called you. You just need to go. So he goes up to the preacher and he says, Preacher, I think the Lord's called me to preach. And the preacher looked at him and said, Are you sure? Are you sure? He said, and he made this statement. He said, Church, God does do miraculous things. He has called this young man to preach. And nobody shouted. A few cried, but not even nobody shouted. Nobody praised God for that. He went on to college. And after taking uh, lessons and studying to, to be a preacher, then finally the professor one day looked at him and said, Listen, an electrician may be a plumber possible, but a preacher never. And finally he sat down and he said, Listen, what he said, the only hope I know for you is why don't you pray God make you a miracle? He said that day he got up and he began to pray, God make me a miracle. Everybody else saw a loser. Everybody else saw something totally different. But God saw the pastor of First Baptist Church of Hammond, Indiana, Dr. Hiles. See, God, God saw one He could use. Others may see you as too scarred, too broken, too messed up to ever be used for His glory. God might see you too, too limited to this, to that. Others may see you in a whole different way. But I ask you a question. How does God see you tonight? Does He see someone He died to save? Does he see one that has great potential for use? How, how does God see you tonight? I didn't ask you how others saw you. I don't want to know how others see me. I used, when I was on the radio, I, I would run into people 
And they would say, you know, I've, been, I've heard you for years on the I didn't think you looked like that. I never asked a stupid question. What do you think I look like? I, ne- I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> I asked it a couple of times. I didn't like the answer. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Because, see, at the end of the day, it's not what others see about you. How does God see you? You might be amazed. God, others saw Rahab. Rahab's a what? But God said, she is a woman I'm going to use greatly. Matter of fact, let me tell you how much I'm going to use her. I'm going to give her a whole verse in the great faith chapter. But I'm just going to mention Gideon and Samson and all them rest. He said, I'm just going to mention them. I'm going to give her a whole verse because I see her so much more different than others see her. How does God see you? So I'll stand to her feet. Every head.